Nah, no clue. No idea. Oh, right. <laughs> first of all, first off, do I sound like a robot? No, you're, no, you're money. Oh, excellent. Okay. Uh, second off, I think. Uh... Second off, who's he? <laughs> what? <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> that was good. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry, second. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Hoser's Panel. I'm one of your hosts, Tyler Croakman, T. Croaks, and I'm coming here with my boy, Stack Guy Potts, Mike Potter. How you doing, Mike? Doing good, Ty. Glad to hear it, glad to hear it. Of course, we also got Taylor here with us. I'm not sure if he's finished or if he's just getting started, but he's my number one guy for goalie know-how. How you doing, Taylor? What's <laughs> going on, fellas? Uh, I'm not finished, I'm Canadian, but thank you, I appreciate that. I know, you just look at it and you wear all the finished jerseys. I just thought I'd throw it in there. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, yeah, so man, we missed a doozy last week. Hot nah, mic yeah. on, a, on a ref, we gotta hit this right and away. As soon as yeah. we stopped recording, we're like, boys, we fucking forgot yeah, what, to what talk about Tim Peel. It happens. We, it happens every week. It happens all the time, and it's always a different magnitude of what you forget. But yeah, but yeah, I was like, shit, we looked forgot the big one, the hot mic. <laughs> yeah, Tim Peel. Uh, it was Nashville and somebody. I can't remember who it was. Um, but he got basically caught with his hot mic five minutes into the game saying how uh, he wanted to get a call in on Nashville early and I guess set the pace. I don't know. He kind of cut out going to commercial at that point, but uh, obviously the NHL was not a big fan of that. And he, he was set to retire this year. Anyways, he was, it was going to run out. Uh, he was going to run out the year and, and call it a career after that. But they basically just said, take an early retirement and you're done. Um, crazy because like before i sorry not to not to cut you off already but um i mean the, the thing is nhl makeup calls are just a thing that happens like it, you can't really say that they don't happen they it's it's pretty clear like there's definitely like stats about it how if one team gets a penalty the other one is most likely coming back to the other team and it's just for him to be he's kind of like the whipping boy for it because he got caught on a hot mic saying that uh how he wanted to officiate the game rather than just having the game come to him to officiate. But I mean, if the NHL thinks it's a one-off situation, then that that's their problem because it's definitely not. Have you ever seen someone have a mic be turned on like that? Like I can't say I ever heard someone go over like the PA like that. It like, will, you know what I mean? I'm pretty sure it was a rank hot mic. You know, like kind of you get like, um, Oh, so it wasn't even, it might not have been his personal. It wasn't, yeah. It wasn't his okay. mic that like came up around the arena. Oh, that's was, what I thought it was. I was like, because no. I, like, I was like, that's dead. dead awkward. <laughs> yeah, that would have been brutal. <laughs> just like, uh, say, like, yeah, I want to give the them a fucking coach penalty. Is just like, uh, <laughs> did, did, did you hear that there, Tim? Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we kind of, we don't want to, we don't want to have that. Um, yeah. but yeah, it was kind of like to, to bring it up with like a different situation. Austin Matthews just got caught in a hot mic like a couple of days ago. And he's just like, you're fucking shit or something like that. Or that's fucking yeah, shit yeah. or something like that. Uh, he said, you're fucking awful. I ah, think. That's what it was. Yeah, you're yeah. fucking awful. That was hilarious. Because he got cross-checked from behind. Yeah. Two meters away from the uh, from the ref who's staring right at him. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like, how do you not call that? Yeah. No, fair enough. But I don't know. Doesn't set a great example. But also like with. I'm mad too. Yeah. It's, that's the game. 
Uh, and they've been swearing since day one, basically. So, um, Going back to Tim Peel, I think it's interesting because, like, I think he was planning, this was his last year, I think, anyways, yeah. like, yeah, as was. the season started, like, he was planning on retiring next year anyways, so I kind of, I, I like how the NHL handled it, because really, like, they didn't have to do much, like, they had to discipline him by, like, not letting him partake for the rest of the year, and it, like, they look like the, the good guys, in a sense, to, like, the average hockey fan who doesn't follow up, because now he's removed from the game, like, he's cheating, or, like, calling a penalty because he needs to make up for the call that he made earlier in the game. Uh, and he so he gets let go. They do the, the right thing in the the eye of the viewer. Uh, and then, yeah, he really doesn't suffer that much because he was planning on retiring anyways. He's still going to get a pension, still going to, like, it's it, his life doesn't really change except he stops refereeing hockey for a few months. And, I mean, he goes out as the guy who went out on a hot mic on, like, a controversial... Yeah. I mean, there's that forever, too, but... Yeah, I mean, he wasn't... Too bad like, he can't finish on his own terms. That's yeah, that's true. That's the bad part, like, he... He's been doing this a long he, time. Yeah, no, he could have had, like, a nice, like... Because you see a lot of the the long-term refs, they get, like, their final send-off games, you know? Obviously, it'll be yeah. a little, it's a little different with no fans and stuff. Totally. Um, but, yeah, he's, like, well-respected. I think he was refing for, like, probably 20-ish years, I think. Hmm. I, or, yeah, like, I the know. NHL, not just, like, refing in general, but... right. I just felt I just felt bad because he looked like a vet a vet of it all, and I'm not too familiar with most of the refs. Just can't say I am, but I felt kind of bad that they that they. I just I feel like it's kind of a universal thing these makeup calls. Like, I'm a, if you're a hockey fan, you probably know about them, and you probably know that they're there. So I find it a little weird. Like, I mean, this is a special circumstance, but I mean, we you know they're there. So I was like, I don't know. I find it kind of weird. And yeah, this guy's I, done after the year anyway. I would like I would have liked to see him just finish I, it. Yeah, I like I think. Tay, you were gone, but when I was talking about it, it's just like you, the if the NHL thinks this is like a one-off situation, then it's that's their mm. problem. Like it's definitely yeah, no. not. Um, and I don't know. I would have just sent. I don't know how you'd handle it with letting I'd him find keep him. refing, but I'd find him. And apparently like, that he's, works. He's a superstar, he, right? You just find him. You don't need to send him. That's what well, we he's learned. Still, <laughs> he's yeah, lost. Wow. He's lost. Great segue. <laughs> he still has to deal with it, so I don't know. That's, that's what I would do. Yeah, yeah. I, would, I would just give him a fine. He refed thirteen hundred and forty three games. Whoa! Uh, in the regular that's season, that, yeah. that's a lot. Yeah, his first game was October twenty first, nineteen ninety nine. Whoa! Wow! Man. Holy uh, and his shit. first playoff game was April of twenty uh, two thousand and two. So it only took him Jeez. like two years to get into the to get into the playoffs. And he refed told- a couple outdoor games, um, the twenty fourteen Sochi Olympics. Wow. Oh, cool. Yeah. See, he's had a career, like a hell of a yeah, career. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. shitty. It's it's just it just sucks, and like I get what they what they did too, but I find it it's like a weird way of addressing this elephant in the room of makeup calls. Like I don't think it does anything about the makeup calls, but it's doing something about the makeup calls. You know what I mean? Yeah. Quote yeah. unquote. It's just them doing something to cover their ass, but really yeah. nothing's gonna change. Exactly. It was that's exactly lucky, what they did. Lucky hot mic. I caught, I caught the guy. Otherwise, he'd. St- so it's really just such a shame because nothing comes of it except this guy loses yeah. his job a bit earlier. And it's like it's yeah. not like it's not like anything's changing. Like we can, you can still watch the game sucks. now. Yeah. And makeup calls are easily just happening. Like any yeah. game, blatantly. blatantly. And, I bet it's, and it's worse in every league too. Like it's different in every league. So yeah. I shouldn't say worse, but but yeah, it's yeah. just too bad. The NHL probably was like, oh, we'll just like 
inform our refs not to say anything while they're actually refing about makeup calls. Like, go ahead and make all the makeup calls you want, but just don't say it out loud because, yeah. like, if somebody else catches you, then it'll look, will look worse. So. But, you know, if I'm at a table and I'm brainstorming, do we fire them or do we find them? And, like, you know, I bet you there's a, there's a good amount of people who have a good amount of reasons, like, you know, at that table for why they should get rid of them, too. So, yeah. I bet, like, it's oh, yeah. definitely the biggest it's one not, is to save face. Yeah, it's not. It's definitely not easy to keep them either. Like you know, you're gonna take in some rap. A fine would have totally saved face, though. I think. Yeah, I th- I think so. It's yeah. like fuck a big enough one to hurt too, and it's a yeah. decent enough reason to. I feel like there's more controversy in what you hinted on earlier, Mike, between like the superstars getting fined and not suspended than this with the refing. Like I feel like there would be more controversy in the public between that yeah i don't know it's uh it's funny though because like from what's come of that a lot of people have talked about it and i mean there's people on both sides of the fence right like some people are saying that makeup calls are a part of the game and they're because i don't i don't know you want to you want to ref the game as the game comes to you yeah but like every ref has it in their own mind like how the game is going and the game management and everything like that like I'm pretty sure it's just like human nature. If you've called four penalties on one team and none on the other, like you're looking for something on the other team. Totally. You ref growing up, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah. So like calling, calling two penalties in a row on the same team was tough. Like, yeah. It wasn't fun. You didn't want to do it. So like, could you imagine? Yeah. You go like four or five on the same team. Like you want to give the other team at least one, even though like, yeah, they're playing like shit. They're not moving their feet. They're like, the other team's doing well to draw penalties like it's still like you want to somewhat even out the game especially with the nhl looking at parity and all that like it's yeah i i think unfortunately it's going to be in the game forever um and yeah this is just a way to save face for sure it's it's just like the unwritten rule that if a team's already on a power play it's got to take a little bit more to give them another like a five on three right Right? yeah yeah makes sense it's like that's not in the rule book. Obviously, the rule book is to just call the rules as they happen. But I think it's just like nature, like one hockey nature and two just like human nature. To I don't yeah. want to hurt this team too bad. And I feel I like know. sorry to interrupt. I feel like you no. really noticed it in the playoffs. Sometimes, like yes. some years, not as much as the others. But I think like man, it must just the pressure, like how much they think about it. But sometimes, like man, there's that the Vegas San Jose series where it just gets out of control. Yeah. That one, there's kind of makeup calls all over the place and like just ended in controversial disaster. So, yeah, like, you do see it. And it is, well, yeah, it yeah. Is. and they're like the refing and everything is, is the reason why some games go into like what we, like we saw in Tampa, um, Columbus a few years ago, the five overtime games. Yeah, it's because once 10 minutes left in the third period hits, the ref is putting the whistle in the pocket. Like, it's got to be the most egregious penalty. Yeah. Even then, it doesn't get called. And it's like, oh, this game's going five overtimes. It's like, well, yeah, because there could have been eight power plays during this time, but the refs don't want to influence the game. But by not calling yeah. it something, they're influencing the game. <laughs> yeah, fourth and a fourth overtime in the last penalty called was like the second period or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, it makes sense. It's like <laughs> everybody, nobody's just playing clean now. Like, that, they didn't just flip a switch. <laughs> like, yeah. And then the only penalty that gets called is delay a game because how can you argue it? Yeah, like exactly. That's the dumbest penalty out there. Or too many men. Or too many men. Even then, it's just like, ah, it's close. Yeah, you know? it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, there's so many like that. <laughs> Unless the sixth guy literally steps off the bench and carries the puck into the zone, and there's still five guys on the ice. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Well, apparently, because in Ottawa it happened like three days ago, and they just played with six guys in defense, defensive end for a minute, and then nothing ever happened. Just totally really? missed, yeah. Oh, I missed that. So did the Fair refs. enough. Um, refs are human, man. Oh, yeah. That's why, like, switching sports, but, like, baseball-wise, like, I don't want a robotic ump. Like, yeah. that just calls, like, strikes. Because, like, I understand that that's, I guess, how it should be called, but it takes away, like, like a good catcher can frame a pitch that makes it look like a strike. And the catchers just lose a whole section of, like, one of the things that makes them, like, very valuable. Right. So. I don't know. But, yeah. Uh, Tim Peel. Sucks to see him go. He was he was one of the good ones, even if he got caught with something that happens to every every ref. So, it's not like he's... It's not like he did something bad. It's just something that every I, ref does. Yeah, he I got will, caught on a mic. I will never hold this against Tim Peel. No. No chance. <laughs> How could you? Yeah, right. 100%. That's what I'm getting at. Early retirement, no big deal. Yeah. Um, you want to switch over to the other fines we had in the NHL? Speaking of fines, yeah. Let's. Uh, so obviously earlier in the week, McDavid coming across the ice, Cockney made a pass like four minutes ago, and McDavid jumps into him with an elbow to the head. <laughs> Holy fuck, dude! Down three in the first period <laughs> on the logo center ice. <laughs> Like, fucking little guys coming through. Like, one of the smallest guys on the ice. <laughs> Holy fuck, man. Puck's and he like, just skates, skates away. away. Yeah, yeah, just skates gone. away. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you got to oh. find five grand for that. And then a little less. Which is the max, right? Which is the max. We'll, yeah. we'll get into that in a sec. But um, <laughs> And then McKinnon, a little less crazy. Just like. Uh, who was it? Threw a guy's helmet at him. Yeah. Uh, it was, was kind of weird. Garland, <laughs> yeah. like, went after Mc- McKinnon, and, like, McKinnon, he's not backing down. That dude's nuts. And he just, like, rips off his helmet. And then it's weird, though. If you watch the video and if you look at McKinnon, it looks like he just, like, softly tosses it back. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. But if you focus on Garland, it's just, like, a bomb coming into his chin. Blows up, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you get, like, the two different views, no matter whichever whichever side you look at. Uh, oh, yeah, that's like, the... It's a light flick. It just yeah, happens a, to go right into the face. Yeah, yeah, but if you stare at Garland, it's like it's coming in like a freight train. Yeah. McKinnon's intentions though were not to like, hey, here's your helmet back. It, wow, it, of course fucking not. take your helmet. It kind of yeah. looks like a like a like he's going like to bomb him in the chest, like an underhand, you know, like yeah, yeah. like right, it probably going right for the logo and just kind of yeah. a little high. <laughs> take your shit back, kind of thing. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Um, but I mean, he also got five five grand. I'm pretty sure, right? I yeah, think no, so. the exact same. Yeah. Either way, it's not making a dent in either one of those wallets. You um, almost got to give him the five grand to teach him anything, because it's like, yeah, who gives a shit? How would you I mean, you can't suspend it? McKinnon for that, right? So it's like, no, okay, a fine no. is, I guess, worthy. Yeah. Well, um, I don't know. Yeah, he's a, he's a, what's the word? Sorry. Um, I like fuck. Holy shit! Superstar. Yeah, but, um, oh my god. Like, model. He's a model player. Holy fuck, looking that for that. He's a model superstar, right? So, I, yeah. no, I could, there's a better one for it, but I can't think of it. Like, So, when, you, when you're like when you're Crosby or McKinnon, you're like, all the eyes are on you, and you make a play that's even disrespectful like that, or they're like, and I mean, what are they up, like, 8-3 in this game? Yeah, I think I think the NHL's like, ah, I don't know, a little disrespect there. Like, yeah. you don't really need that. Even, even if it was a mistake or whatever, bad blood, maybe this just shuts it up. Again, yeah, just the, the NHL doing fine. something. Yeah. 
Yeah. Fireman, it's, whatever. It's, it's not, like, horrendous that they didn't, like, suspend him or anything. But at the same time, it's just funny that, like, two superstars happened to, like... It was weird. Do, yeah. do something suspension-worthy in the same week and both get fined. But, I like, think. for... Oh, totally. First impressions, though. Like, my first impression of... McDavid's, I had to watch it like four times. I couldn't even believe it. <laughs> like I was yeah. like, "Oh my god!" And then like, I you know, kind of funny, kind of concerned, like all these things. And then I watched Mc, uh, McKinnon's, and I just, I just laughed a little. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, like you know, that's pretty funny." And then I thought about it more, and I was like, "Maybe it's kind of disrespectful. Like maybe it's a little over the line." Because I was like, "I don't know, are they going to define him or whatever?" But then define him, like, "Yeah, it's cool." But as we were basically disrespectful for sure, but like. Yeah, not worth anything more than a fine, I would say. No, Mc, no. McDavid's, McDavid's for sure, I think. If it, if he was like a f- third, fourth line player, he definitely should have been suspended. Oh, I'd <laughs> give him games right now. Yeah. 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 But, I'd probably give whatever. him like one or two, that, I'd think. It looked he weird, yeah. though. He didn't catch him like hard with his elbow. He kind of like just, his elbow went up, but he didn't really clip him like that much. When I first yeah. saw it, I almost thought it was like Slufa, but it's not really. No. Um, but I mean, yeah, I would give him. One or two games. Yeah, no, one for no sure. No problem. Like five grand, he's making fourteen million dollars this year. <laughs> it's point zero three of one percent. Yeah, he probably just kind of laughed and then pulled it out of his back pocket. Yeah, he was just like, "Oh, five k. I have, I have, I got thirty in my wallet. Can I just? Oh, yeah. Can you cut a ten thousand dollar bill for me, please? <laughs> one sec. Let me just go to my car. I gotta get it for my center console. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up though, that's a fucking weird hit for McDavid to even try. Yeah. Like. Yeah. But buddy, uh, did he lose the puck? No. Um, well, he he almost someone shitty pass. He almost gets it. Call Kami, whatever the fuck his name is, takes it. Nice, nailed it, <laughs> nailed it. And yeah, and as he moves the puck, and like yeah, puck's gone. McDavid wheels back just to get a piece of him, and he cuts in like superhuman skating just to get a piece of this kid at center ice, and he gets him like obviously late. So I think that like what the fuck? That's not your job. And I like I know they're down three nothing in the first. That's got to do something with it. Something with I, it. Fuck though. Like it's so to, to me, it's so blatantly obviously out of the way to hurt. Yeah. Like it's obviously a dangerous hit. You don't yeah. see open ice hits like that from anyone, let alone like a goon. Like, and if it was a goon, we'd all be like, oh shit, that's intent to injure. Blah blah blah. Oh yeah. But, I mean, I feel like since it's McDavid, it's like, it's like I don't I don't know, you know do something and we give him a little fine i don't know i found it really it's so uncharacteristic and out of frustration i think they should have done a lot more because it look at the way he comes after him like it's actually kind of it's really weird yeah. if he does that to more small players i'd be really mad if i saw this more but because mm-hmm. it just yeah. looks it just looks weird the way he chases i mean down. he's definitely not a dirty player by any means like it, that was a dirty play for sure and if there's more from him that is dirty i think the league looks at it and goes okay well like obviously after the fine and after the second play or the third play or whatever they go okay like he needs to be suspended because he's obviously not getting the message with a penny penny fine right or pennies to him anyways but that's the the thing though like if if he does have something crazy he's still not a repeat offender so he gets yeah. charged less because True. this one was charged less. Right? So if you submit you a suspended should... for a game now, and then you'd be like, okay, if he does something else, now he's a repeat offender, you can get more games. Yeah. It, 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 like I said, when I've watched it, I literally had to watch it like five times to make sure it was McDavid. And I was so surprised at where he was trying to hit him. I was like, man, dead center logo, obviously late. Like, 
I know you're down, but I just think that's such a fucking weird hit for you to take. Go yep. tell someone to hit him if you're like I don't get it. Why would you even try to make that hit? If that yeah. that could have been way Smart. worse, and it could have been if he cracked his head or something, it would have been. Or he, and look, you look, he's pretty close to slew footing him. Mm-hmm. He's not far off of it. Like if if he had to follow through, like he can't move his leg back. I don't know. Yeah, I find it's it not a very, his job. So dangerous. I don't get yeah. it. It's just like why would you do that? It's like when he got in that fight and hurt his hand. It's like why are you making plays like that? You're, totally. You know, you're yeah. the goal scorer. Yeah. You're yeah. the goal scorer. So I yeah, just find getting, it weird. You're getting paid like uh, $13 million a year to score goals and like carry this team to winning games, right? Not fucking go hurt somebody that bothered you. Mm-hmm. It's almost like it's almost like his wires are crossed for that. Pardon me. Yeah. But it's just not something that you see often with McDavid. Like it's very shocking. So I mean, maybe that's what it was. It I feel like that. I feel like we're going to see more of that than we than we used to because yeah. There, that enforcer role or that, that tough guy role isn't there as much. Like, yeah. these players coming in are, like, highly skilled and mm-hmm. expected to be highly skilled, and there's not much room for, like, the tough, gritty guys. So you're going to have to see these skilled forwards, like, stand up for themselves or, like, piss when they're pissed off, like, go after the guy themselves and not send, like, the enforcer after him the next time. Right. Yeah, I was thinking cool. about, like, have we ever seen a superstar in the past do something like this? intentionally like that was clearly intentional it's not like it was a late pass or a late hit sorry and he just like mistimed it like it was clearly intentional so i think he just wanted to hit him like just drop him at center ice i don't even think he meant like i don't even know if he meant to album i think he was just like i want yeah i'm taking you out center ice and it was just a high hit that looked pretty ugly but but like i just i just don't see when it's obviously late like i just don't get why you're going for it and it's it's to me it's the effort to get there it's like yeah. It's like literally whole how the fuck did he get there and then like holy fuck why did he even go for that? It's just so uncharacteristic. But yeah, who knows? We it might see a different McDavid down the stretch with what his team's putting up, what he's putting up. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can see it. I guess it makes sense. Yeah. Kind of brings Jack up my Jack Eichel gets back and starts slew footing guys. Yeah, yeah he's <laughs> <bombing>. yeah, kids. <laughs> <laughs> what were you saying, Fox? Oh, I was just I was going to bring up a thing like cuz there's been a lot of talk about how this has been to because they're superstars nothing happened really or like a right. small s- slap of the wrist but there's been a lot of discussion in the NHL recently about protecting their superstars like things are things From are happening to, things are yeah like things are happening to their star players that nothing's being called and stuff and you got to protect your superstars for more strict calls on them and I was wondering what you guys thought of that because for me I'm probably in the minor for the, in the like the the minority for this, but I think it's kind of I don't want to say dumb, but like if you're calling things harder on superstars, and that's kind of like they're already good enough, counterproductive right? to the game a little. It's like yeah, exactly. It's like well, you don't want makeup calls to happen. Like just call the rule book as is, and like in the NF in the NFL, they have a lot of rules like protecting their quarterbacks because. I mean, their quarterbacks are the most prized possessions, basically. Right, they're yeah. on the show, yeah. And it's like, well, you got to be better. You got to be more like the NBA or the NA, oh, fucking A, the NFL. And it's like, I mean, how can you? There's not like the the center position isn't doing less contact than a right winger, you know, kind of thing. Arguably, the NHL is more protective of that special player than the NFL because anytime somebody touches a goalie. It's a penalty. Yes. Yeah, goalie is the, the one exception, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I get it in the sense, but 
Yeah, I, I agree with you, Mike. Like, I, I don't think that they can do anything to protect star players. What constitutes a star player? Exactly. That's the one thing, right? And then the other thing is, like, well, if we're just calling that on, like, if we're calling, like, a slash in the hands, which should be called anyways, like, it's like, oh, yeah. it, it, the thing is, people are complaining because callers, callers are being missed. Not right. that, like, and that's just calls in general to everybody, not just a yeah. star player. But they're constituting as, as most infractions that are missed happen to star players because they're on the ice more than third liners right makes sense and it's just like you gotta you gotta you gotta call more on the star players it's like no that's a joke yeah yeah because then what stops the team from going okay we're down two with six minutes left you don't get off the ice until somebody calls a penalty against you yeah or like yeah like walk the line basically like get that whatever yeah it makes sense give more leeway just just call penalties as you see them and yeah fuck the rest it just comes out you get too technical with a game and it just fucks it all up. Exactly. Sorry. Go ahead, Ty. I was just going to say thanks. I was just going to say, um, uh, should these fines be more? That was my second point. These max uh, fines, like, I don't understand. Obviously, they're incorporated into the CBA and it's like the max amount you can be fined under the CBA, but like, how is how does that even work? That anybody can be fined five grand no matter what they make? It should be a percentage of their salary. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, percentage of the salary would be a beautiful thing. Yeah, people, some people would get dinged, and they wouldn't they wouldn't make the same mistake. Like Jesus, yeah, hundred percent. Well, it's like even if it's like yeah. up to a max of one percent, right? That's still a fucking lot of money. That's with McDavid, he's making his, his cap is like what twelve and a half or yeah, twelve point yeah, two. Yeah, five, and he's, and he's making fourteen this year on like actual money. Yeah, obviously prorated with COVID, but like before COVID, he was supposed to make fourteen million dollars this year. So even if they took it from that. I mean, one percent is what fourteen grand, which yeah. is, I mean, it, it's more than five grand. Like, fuck. Yeah, yeah. But like, if you're making seven hundred grand and you're making uh, fourteen and a half million, you can both get fined up to five thousand dollars. How is that the max for everybody? Yeah. yeah. And the sense. second part of that is, who the hell gets fined for less than that? When is there ever a fine like, oh, you know what, thirty five hundred? Like, it's always just five grand. There's no, there's no difference in in, in fines. Yeah, that's true. So the the fact that there's a max and apparently other amounts are available, we never yeah. see those. Yeah, definitely. I like percentage. It reminds me a lot of um, like the traffic tickets in like European Finland, countries. Yeah. yeah, like Finland. It's like I think Barkov got a speeding ticket like his second year in the league or whatever, and he paid like 117 grand. Yeah, it's all based, based on off his salary income. or something. Yeah. Yeah, it's brilliant, man. Like, yeah, anybody who's speeding going, like, 40 over the speed limit is not going to be incentivized to not speed next time over with a, like, $300 ticket when they make, like, fucking $6 million a year. Like, that's not just not going to happen. So I like it. I think it's brilliant. I think there was a story, because that reminded me of, I think it was Timo Solani. Uh... <laughs> Probably. In in the year two thousand, Timu Savani uh, got fined thirty nine thousand dollars for a for a speeding ticket. Wow, there you go. Okay, I got a weird one here. So, uh, you, yeah, we're talking about like big fines of players, right? I was trying to make sure I was right here. Uh, two thousand seven, Calgary Flames backup goalie Jamie McLennan had a cheap shot on Johan Franzen when he got. He was relieving Kippersoff late in the third period, and I think Johan had been chirping Kipper all game, and he was chirping um, McLennan when he got in that. 
And then, yeah, McLennan, like, they're all skating for the face-off to open up, and McLennan just two hands him right in the gut. Out of fucking, you know, out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. sorry, and the coach was fined 25 grand, and then the team yeah. was, fined on, was fined 100. So I'm misreading, pardon me. See, yeah, we see those mind. all the time, or not all the time, but, you know, we see those um, where, where, where teams and coaches get fined, but, like, the players, is, like, whatever. I mean, you suspend a guy, they essentially get fined because they lose out that many games of salary. Right. But yeah, I, I mean, there's no, I was, I was, I was getting cracked my bad. I thought it was him, not the coach. Go yeah, ahead. That's all right. Uh, well, I was just, I was just thinking about the, the caps fine at the beginning of the year because of like spending time in the hotel room together, oh, COVID, yeah, right. all that yeah. stuff. I thought that it was individual fines. Um, but it, it was just a team fine of a hundred grand. So I, and I remembered the the number of a hundred grand, so I was like, "Oh, like that seems like a lot more of a fine than like the five thousand that the CBA allows." But uh, it was a team fine. So, yeah. anyways, um, my thought or like my question for you guys is like, do you think the team makes the players pay that? No like they, way. Yeah. Like, do you think it, so? Wait, the hundred grand or the five grand? The hundred grand, like in in oh, the okay. situation where the the caps, like OV. Samsonov, Orlov, and Kuznetsov are all hanging out. Like, do you think the team goes to them and says, "Like, hey, here's a hundred grand bill. Like, it's your fault." I don't think so. I don't think so. No. I, I think I think part of the reason that I'm 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 pretty sure not is that remember the statements. Like, I remember we t- I talked about the Ovechkin statement. How I thought it was so weirdly worded, but it's almost like they might. I, I picture it being like this happens and the fine comes out and like it's kind of on it's a team fine because that's where they can ding you big. But it's yeah. like, the, like the team's got to take it. But like, you know, it's almost like as an employee, you got to like, oh, I am sorry, and like, you know, fa- you know, <laughs> face the whatever. And that's kind of yeah. what they all did immediately, like yeah, on social fair. media, and they all did a really good job. It was very formal, or like exactly what they probably should have said. So yeah. I, I think they probably just cover, it. especially it's easy when it's them. Like it's easy when it's Ovechkin. But I, like, yeah. I can't imagine what how, what it was like for this backup goalie, other than him sticking up for Kipper. Like holy, <laughs> getting zinged. Yeah, because I imagine they might, they might be like you know, you're partially responsible or you're like, you're done here after that. Yeah. It's, yeah, that's a lot of fucking money. I think it also depends on like what the situation, why the team got fined was true. Like if they yeah. did something like, like fucking Kuznetsov doing Coke in a party and they, I think yeah. they might've got fined for that. I can't remember, but he got suspended or something. Yeah. I think suspended. it's a lot different than just like guys hanging out together that like ended up on the COVID protocol list. Totally. Right. When like the rules weren't that clear before anyways. Mm. Yeah. So, or maybe at least maybe they were, but yeah, fair enough. So it's you think it's situational. I think it's situational. I I yeah. think still the owners would probably pay for it anyways, like no matter what. Yeah. Do you think but, that there's like uh, a piece in the CBA that like doesn't allow the team to charge the players? Probably. The team funds? Yeah, I would I would assume. Yeah. Something like that. Man, I'm so sorry. CBA. <laughs> Collective bargaining <laughs> agreement. Thank you. Have you guys seen the gears turning over here? Like, <laughs> a little bit. It was cute. <laughs> trying to find it. it. <laughs> agreement, yeah, it's basically agreement between the NHL executives and the or the owners and the players, essentially. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they like they like um, fucking what do you call it? Negotiate like every few years and or whatever, and like that's the big part of like the the lockouts and stuff. Yeah, like that's if, what causes if the they lockouts. can't. They can't come to an agreement on like how much the players should be paying in escrow or like stuff like that. Like, then the players will hold out and like not play essentially. Yep. <clears throat> um, fuck. Uh, no worries. 
boys, Buffalo Sabres won oh. not one, but two games. They won two games since we recorded last. What the fuck? Holy shit. First they beat the Flyers 6-1, and then they come in with a shootout win against the Rangers. Uh, lost They're in back. between those two games, so it's They're not back. a winning streak. But They're fucking uh, back, boys. Fuck. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, yeah good that's for them. Good, good for them. That, that is awesome. Like, that was good to hear. Yeah. We guessed. Was I right? Was it the game against Dallas? I think you were. Uh, no. It Philadelphia. Like, you may have guessed right, but that was wrong there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You guessed right, but that was nowhere close. <laughs> I think you did guess the Philly game, though. I time. thought I said it was the next game. I was going to win the next one. But yeah. It's been so long. Yeah, and it was. They did win the next one. Yeah. Of course, right? it's Philly, too. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Uneducated yeah. guess. Here we go. <laughs> um, yeah that was big that's big for them I wonder if they're smiling or if it's just still sad <laughs> no it's still sad they're smiling yeah, at deadlines was... in a week <laughs> any any player worth anything is smiling because yeah they, they won't be there in a week from now yeah I'll tell you who is smiling still on a new team scoring a yeah. game later tonight yeah, he's, right. he's happy first game with the Habs buries the OT winner on a Less than pleasant shot, but yeah, hey, it's because Mike Smith sucks. Mike Smith, yeah, he's a soft, he wants to give it to him his first game there, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah. he's a boy's boy, (laughs) yeah, he's a family man. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) But yeah, no, looking good for him there. Uh, we'll see how he does the rest of the time. Montreal, Ty also called that too. OT winners, we had them picked before before the podcast started, and Stall comes out. (laughs) Good work, Ty, I'm a boy. I just come out of nowhere with the with the, <laughs> the random guesses. Hey, they uh, speaking of Montreal, we had what Brendan Gallagher go down with a thumb injury, and I think Corey Perry left the game with uh, not no. so favorable. Yeah, he was limping off or something. I don't know. Um, begs the question, though: Do we see Cole Caulfield a little bit earlier than maybe the Habs were expecting? Dude, hopefully. Yeah, that's exciting. Um, I know we touched on him signing last week, right? We did, yeah. We, we that, did, was the, yeah. that was the thing at the very end. We were like, oh, we forgot about it. And That's what we right, thought right. we forgot. That's but what it was we thought we Tim forgot. Peele. And it was like, yeah. <laughs> Tim Peel came around. So there's, there's a few players then now from the NCAA, now that it's all done, that have signed, eh? Yeah, we got a huge amount of them signed. There's a bunch of them that like some of the the seniors kind of signed. Um, yeah. A couple with like Florida and Dallas and stuff like that. But um, the big name first rounders, like – um, Matt Boldy, Spencer Knight, and Alex Newhook, all out of Boston College. They lost their game and all signed within about a day of each other. Yeah. Uh, and then Cam York signed with Philly. Sorry, Newhook with the Avs, Boldy, Minnesota, Spencer Knight with Florida, and then Cam York uh, with the Flyers. All of them are currently in the AHL, I think, right now. I don't think any of them are up. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I think Spencer Knight's on the taxi squad. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, he's behind uh, Bobrovsky for six years at $10 million, so that's... Yeah. It was always a questionable decision of why they drafted Spencer Knight and then instantly instantly signed Bobrovsky, Bobrovsky for $10 million. Yeah. I do have uh, an interesting stat, though, about um, the Spencer Knight contract, the, his ELC that he just signed. So, obviously, three-year deal. Um, but he's got a couple bonuses... Schedule A bonus, I have no idea what that is, or, like, they didn't... Nobody, like, hinted on what he would do, like, what he has to do to get that bonus. 
there's a, a schedule B bonus, which uh, million dollars if he hits the what they're asking, but it's it's eligible every year. So he could he could make a million dollars every year if he wins the Conn Smythe Trophy. So he could if he wins the Conn Smythe Trophy this year, next year, and the year after, which is most valuable player in the in the playoffs, then he could make an extra million. So that like begs to quite like. Does Spencer Knight think he has obviously because he signed with that bonus in his contract? Does he think that he has a shot of getting in the pipes this year and then like making an impact that huge in the playoffs? Like that's exciting. It's exciting there's stuff. not there's not a lot of schedule B awards that goalies can actually get. So it might mm. just be like a limit of options of that has to be one, and they can right, choose so maybe what their value is. Yeah. Fair enough. Maybe they're like, oh, like you have between these three, like which one would you like to go for? Exactly. Yeah. It's like, oh, which one do you think could happen? And it's like, well, maybe there's an injury and then I step in for a playoff run kind of thing. It's probably what he's thinking, I would assume. Fair. Because to get like anything else, he's got to play like as a starter. Whereas that yeah. one, you can kind of just slide in and hope for the best. Yeah. Fair enough. It's interesting like, though. Yeah. I thought it was pretty cool. Oh, definitely. I feel like this happens a lot more, like a lot it just happens a lot when goalies get these big contracts and like sooner than you think they're they like the their stats diminish and they seem to be this is kind of an extreme though like i really didn't expect Bobrovsky to drop off the face of the earth the way he has like i'm extremely surprised by this one but a lot of, a lot of goalies like Luongo and goalies we saw sign those massive deals kind of fell off after I don't know if this Bobrovsky one just to, to tackle on to him and Spencer Knight getting signed there. Like I don't know, like him even if even if he didn't do great off that deal, I thought he would still retain like his trade value. I really didn't see him like you know mm. falling off in that sense. But sadly, it looks like he is. Like his value is going down fast. So I don't. Yeah, I don't know. That's weird to me. I don't know what they're gonna do there. You gotta get rid of him. I think if you're gonna bring up Knight. So I just looked up potential Schedule A bonuses. So yeah. basically they're just like league-wide things, so they don't really choose them. But you can mm. get four of them, or like depending on how much your contract signs for, you can basically get like one, two, three, or four yeah. amount of Schedule A bonuses. Um, worth two hundred twenty. Sorry, 212500 each, so you can get a maximum of 850000 of Schedule A bonuses. Yeah. For goalies, it's 1,800 minutes games played. Sorry, Jesus. 1,800 minutes played. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> 18 minutes, games played. Um, you have your goals against better than average, essentially, of all goalies with 25 games played. Same thing with save percentage. Um, 20 wins, uh, more shutouts than the medium number. End of, end of season, all-rookie team, all-star selection, and all-star MVP. Huh. So basically, those are the options, and you can get... Up to four of them for eight hundred fifty grand. Nice. And then B are just league wide bonuses essentially for performance and Yeah, it makes sense. Trophies becoming the top ten in goals, those kind of things. They're all all potentially worked into there. Fair enough. I saw it on uh Twitter last week when he signed. Or like earlier this week when he signed, and then I saw somebody like explaining it a little bit more mm-hmm. um, today, and I was like, okay, like I can let's touch on it. I don't wanna, it's interesting for sure. Yeah, basically you have to sign, obviously your entry level, and then however much in bonuses you want is all performance A, 
and then anything on top of 850,000 is performance B. So if he signs for like 600 grand or something, Mm -hmm. uh, in performance bonuses, it's 212, 212, and then the remainder is if he hits three. Right. How that works. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Cool. But yeah, I'm super excited to see. Like, these guys are, I mean, they're all basically stars. Yeah. Like, Boldy and, and Newhook were dynamite on BC for the past two years. And, man, I think both of them can contribute different things to their own teams. But we saw the, the injection of, of, of Kaprizov just flew Minnesota up the charts. So, yeah. I think Boldy's just an extra, uh, an extra running mate. It's interesting, dude, that you say that because I was going to say, like, at, at the time when Minnesota took Boldy, it was kind of questionable, wasn't it? Like, we were like, oh, like, that's not really the player that we see. That's not the style that they need. He, what do you go, like, 8th or 12th? 12th. Okay. I, I loved Boldy, but, yeah, the Minnesota fit was kind of, like, weird at the time. Yeah, but, I, but, I now, him, but yeah. now going into Minnesota, like, that that player going into the team that they have now is it's exactly what they need in their, in their mm-hmm. forward core. I think he's gonna he's gonna mesh so well there, and it's gonna look really good. Man, if Kaprizov keeps up his playmaking ability, oh, yeah, he's gonna score fifty. Yeah, Boldy's Boldy's got a cannon. Yeah, it'll be fun to watch. Um, I wanted to touch on the Spencer Knight Bobrovsky, uh, Florida goaltending fiasco. Kerfuffle. So, my thought, obviously. Bobrovsky's making way too much money to move him. Like he, they're not yeah. going to be able to move him at any time. You also don't want to just kind of throw that away. Like you paid him ten million dollars for a reason. Now he's not living up to it. Fair enough. That's fine. My thought is Spencer Knight comes in when he's ready. Chris Drieger's there right now, playing really well. An asset that if if moved to a different team in need of goaltending help, could like get you something really nice back mm-hmm. like florida could be looking at like something solid to fit in their top six or top four d even um with moving chris trigger out he's young enough i think he's like 25 or 26 um and just like this is his first full-time year in the nhl he's putting up like pretty decent numbers yeah good so numbers. yeah move chris trigger let him give him the opportunity to start somewhere where like he doesn't have to fucking contend with first round pick and $10 million goalie. And then let, <laughs> yeah. let Knight and Bobrovsky split until Spencer Knight takes the crease and have Bobrovsky, unfortunately be your $10 million backup, at least until Knight needs to resign. And then maybe look at what you can do there. But really like you have no other options. Like he's, nobody's going to take on his contract. No, exactly. And I mean, you have, it, it's not the greatest situation obviously that's what happens yeah. when you sign that but i mean you're paying essentially 11 million dollars to your goalies which is high but not crazy i'm no. saying if you if you get rid of drieger he's a he's a ufa anyways yeah so i doubt he even wants to come back no matter what you offer him which you can't be mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. um and then yeah you bring in spencer knight you just do a tandem or Bobrovsky takes you basically can go like 70 30 for the first year and just keep moving 10 percent each way Totally. And then we've seen things in Carter Hart. Nothing is for sure. You Just still have you, you still have Bobrovsky to fall back on in case anything happens. Yeah. yeah. He's got what five years left after this. So Knights on, I mean, two of those are ELC. So, and you got to worry about three years really. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if he doesn't get if he gets max forty percent playing time in the year, he's not gonna sign for a shitload of money after oh, his exactly. ELC. Like he he could sign like a bridge deal till the end of Bob's like massive contract at like three million, four million a year, and they're still only paying their goalies fourteen million, which is exactly what the Montreal Canadiens are paying Carey Price and Jake Allen. So it's doable for sure. It's- um, yeah i i think the biggest thing is uh yeah getting spencer knight comfortable in in an nhl crease without wearing him out obviously he played college right so he played fucking 20 games this year yeah yeah two games Uh, a weekend is really all they play so yeah so like uh, fucking october's done and he'll be exhausted if he's at the starter role just to jump right in so I think it's smart that you have the the veteran there, even though he's not putting up the numbers that you may want him to. Um, still, potentially could help Spencer Knight kind of grow into the the role of a, a the starting goalie they're looking for. Yeah, and I think most teams don't want to give up a year of the ELC. Like all these guys that sign now are essentially on two year ELCs because they're all burning a year right now. None of them are slide eligible. Yeah, I think for Florida that helps them. If you give Spencer Knight like three full years starting next year, he has a much better chance of getting yep. a higher amount on his next contract. Asking for $8 million a year. Yeah, whereas this year he's, he's only going to basically get two years, especially if he doesn't play this year. He's really on a two-year ELC, which has less less room for him to build up a resume to, to ask for more. Totally. If, You'd have to think that that's like a conversation between the GM and the coach. I just think that they definitely talk, and obviously if he's going to play – uh, well, they're going to play him. It's yeah. not going to be something that they don't do. So I mean, yeah, if he takes over the net, like, or say they moved Rieger at the the deadline and two games into the playoffs, Bobrovsky is, is faltering and they put in Spencer Knight and he wins them the first round, they're not going to be like, you know what, in three years when his contract comes up, we can't give him these games. They're going to ride him out. Like, it's going to totally. happen. Yeah. But if he doesn't do that, I mean, he can fall under, like, a kind of similar path of uh, Thatcher Demko. Yeah, you know, gets his three-year ELC, gets that all done. He's he's proven it a little bit, but he's still behind somebody. So he signs a two-year, two and a half million dollar deal, really, and then comes out of that, signs his new deal this week, uh, five million dollars for five years. Eh, sure. It, yeah. Great, great segue. I like it. Thank you. I yeah. was thinking about that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Both from BC too, which is great. Dead I could never night. tell BC and BU apart. No, I just knew Newhook was on BC, and I was like, oh, wait, yeah. he plays with Boldy. And yep. before this year, no clue. <laughs> you could have told me Fair some nice You could have told me a gazillion different players. I wouldn't have been able to decide, which is going to anger like a lot of guys who are from Boston or played for BU or BC because they fucking hate each other. Yeah. Can't tell them apart. Yeah. It's fair. They're both like a red color. <laughs> I was gonna say they're both from Boston and we're Burgundy. Like what the fuck? Yeah. And they're always yeah. in the end, aren't they? They're yeah. kind of always in the yeah. They're good. Good. <laughs> two good teams. Yeah. So it's there like, you go. So how the hell are we fair. supposed to know? Okay, sure. Yeah, but both Demko and Spencer Knight played at BC. So yeah, kind of fun. But yeah, just the Demko extension. It's I'm still like up in the air on it. Five by five, right? Five, yeah, five. Was by that five. what it was? Yeah. Yeah. It's better than six by six. To me. It's better than six by six. <laughs> Fuck. It's better Sorry. than four by eight point two five or whatever Murray is. I told I was so nervous about six, six, six by six. Oh, okay. God damn. I was yeah. about that. 
I, <sighs> Especially for how young he is. Like, he's exceptionally... Isn't he 23 or something? He's how old 20, is he? 25. Five? Six? Time flies, motherfucker. <laughs> 25. Okay, nice. yeah. I don't know. Yeah, hey, young, promising goalie. I think that's he, pretty yeah. good. There's, there's two Demkos we've seen this year, and they're basically split even. We've yep. seen, like, lights out playoff Demko from last year in the bubble. And we've seen AHL starter Thatcher Demko. And when he's like top of his game, he's in Hoser's pick pick of the week, or big three. Fuck whatever. Nice. Hoser's Same big thing. three. And then when he's horrible, the Canucks have lost six in a row by giving up thirty goals in those in those like six games. Yeah. And depending on what we get, I don't know. Five years is a lot at five million. If it works, it's great. Yeah. But if it doesn't work, it's not hot. See, here's my thing. I was thinking it even when we were talking about Florida. Like, if I was going to overpay any position on my team, it'd be the goaltenders. Like, not even close. It would like, be? 100%. If I was going to overpay one position to be amazing on my team, it'd mm. be them. Like, you know what I mean? Yes. If I, if, if I had to lock down one position to be great, I, it would be the goaltenders, no doubt. Right. And if, I think a te- teams like Florida, sorry, I was going to say, have like, just to me, and teams like Florida have gone like, especially when you go years and years just with bad ones, man, like, yeah. You know you need a backstop. Especially because not every team has, like, everything else. And when you have a goalie, like, you can steal games. It fucking changes everything. I definitely yeah. agree in the sense of if you had to pick one position that you knew was going to be solid for you for the season, it would be goaltending. Yeah. In terms of dishing out money, they're probably my most skeptical. Yeah, like, if, if you could, if you could by paying a goalie $10 million, guarantee no, that they're going to be... At least like a nine ten save percentage and like a two fifty goals against. Like great, I'll pay ten million dollars every day to get that year after year after year. Yeah. But they are the most up and down roller coaster ride. Like fuck you, and then I'm gonna fucking run your world, and then like I'm gonna just shit the bed, and then I'm gonna fucking make a huge save, and then I'm gonna lose you the game. Like it's all over the place with goalies. So yeah. Like I'm just yeah. Well, I just meant more, um, kind of like, I don't think that Bobrovsky contract is like, is the end of the world. To, to like, I don't think it's impossible to move. I think it'd be fucking brutal, but I think some teams are going to be desperate enough down the road to take a risk on that goalie. Especially, like, he's got to do pretty bad to, like, he's, he's on his way. But he's got to continue doing pretty terribly to, um, to, like, to lose his value that much. I think teams would, like, will still take a risk on that contract if they can, like, retain some salary or work something into a deal. But, like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I just mean, like, having those two goalies, like, I don't think that's that bad a hand, even if you got to pay them a dump load of money, like, yeah. to kind well, of secure them. Yeah, the nice thing with the goalies being Pardon so me. volatile is that no one would be surprised if Bobrovsky bounces back at some point because they're yeah. so crazy. It's not like... It's not like a, a player is like, oh, he had like one 80-point season, now he's putting up 30 points. You're not like, you know what? This guy might get 80 points next year. It's like, no, that was a one-off. Like, we we know what you're getting. You know, we know what you're giving us. Yeah. But like, where's a goalie? It's like, oh, 920, 850, 930. And it's like, there is no doubt in my mind that if Bobrovsky puts up a 925 save percentage this year or next year or the year after that, I won't be surprised. He's mm-hmm. done it before, and he, they're not – it's not like one-offs. He won, I think he's won two Vesnas, or he's definitely been in the top three for the Vesnas twice. I'm pretty sure he won twice, though. That's kind of where I'm at. Like, when you're talking about a goalie, like, with that caliber, who's shown that capability, it's so weird that he fell off right when he signed this big deal. But, like, we have seen that before, too. So, and, like, and yeah, like you said, it wouldn't be too surprised if you, if you bounce back. But, um, 
No, I, I don't know. I just thought uh, if, the, if if I had to put too much money somewhere on my team, I feel like that that wouldn't be a bad place to do it. Just because I think like it holds holds trade value. Yeah, two. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. It's the. Fuck! I had a point and I lost it. Um. Nah, no clue. No idea. So first of all, first off, <laughs> do I sound like a robot? No, you're no, your money. Oh, excellent. Okay. Uh, second off, I think. Uh, second off, who's he? <laughs> what? <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> that was good. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. Second. Sorry. <laughs> When Florida signed Bobrovsky to that contract, it wasn't terrible. I mean, no. people were like, oh, that's a lot of money to give to a goalie. But they're like, eh, Bobrovsky, like, like, fair enough. Like, he's a good goalie. Florida hasn't had a goalie in a long time. Go for it. Like, that's fine. Uh, it Unfortunate timing that the cap didn't go up this year. COVID hit and money issue, money, like, cap issues are a thing that everybody's dealing with, right? Um I almost guarantee you if it was reversed and Markstrom was Bobrovsky, like if they were switched and they were UFA's different ears, Markstrom would have made somewhere around $10 million if he signed the same year Bobrovsky did. That's Man, my guess. Bobrovsky's numbers were fucking amazing. Unreal. Yeah, he, was, he was so like, good. Like, was he Florida before the signing? I'm no, sorry. He, was, he started in Columbus. Philly. He was Columbus, right? Yeah. He just switched. Philly okay, for me. two years. But... Like his his save percentage numbers in Columbus since he got there nine thirty two nine twenty three nine eighteen nine oh eight which is not great but I mean probably the average yeah and Pardon then nine thirty one nine twenty one nine thirteen yeah and yeah he, he was a really good goalie like yeah. the, the, I mean he's, he's the, actually only he's actually back it up to nine ten this year I was gonna so say he's, he's brought it back yeah and they just lost Ekblad fuck yeah. Um, Jesus, uh, God, I'm losing all my trains of thought. It's all good. Oh, oh, we can talk about the Canucks. Speaking of Hellebuck, or Hellebuck, I just read his name. Uh, speaking <laughs> of Demko, the the Canucks have been just absolutely obliterated by COVID and some variants, and I think the numbers right now are. 22 positive tests, I think, between... Positive tests? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was... Okay. Not just, like, guys in isolation. And it was... At at last I heard, it was 18 players and three coaches. And then there was another positive test. But I I don't know where that that test came from. I don't know if it was another player or if it was another coach. But, man, like, 22 on your team. Plus, you know... We don't hear about it at all, but like those numbers are going to affect their families because they're they're around their teammates or they're around their families. That's basically it. So yeah. like you're probably looking at another, I would assume at least another ten positive cases with with their families. I mean, even if not more. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to think. You have to think about staff as well, like all the staff that are around the team. Like, of course, they're going to be. Like, the numbers are way more than the, like, I think it's 22 now. Or, no, 17. 17 players, right? Nils Hoglander was just put on the Cobra. Yeah, You're talking about Vancouver, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, thought yeah, it was, yeah. I thought it was 18 players, three coaches, and then another one just came out today for 22 total. Okay, up. so, yeah. I know Nils Hoglander was just placed on the COVID protocol. So, But, yeah, it's way more 
it's got to be way more than that number. That's just the personnel that are uh, noted, really. Yeah, yeah. If it spreads from Vancouver to more than one team in that capacity in that division, do you think they stop the division? Or no, that wouldn't happen because no, don't you don't want to. You, I think we would have heard of something happening to another team. In no, hundred percent. I just mean like if it because Canada's getting kind of hit right now. Like if it were to happen yeah. to anybody to another team, no, do you think they consider it? So. I don't think so either. But no, there was a time a in a the East where I think New Jersey, Buffalo, and f- somebody else earlier this year weren't playing games like the three of them were postponed because of covid um now it obviously wasn't as bad as what vancouver is going through right now uh and what they're going through is fucking brutal um but they didn't shut this the division down and there was i think three teams at the same time i think it was was it pittsburgh i wanted to say it was buffalo and buffalo new jersey and somebody else there's three teams was it philly Maybe. Oh, remember. Dallas. No, Dallas, no. different division, though. They were something else. Yeah, in different division. They had it at the beginning of the season where they just never started. Yeah. Didn't Florida get it, too, at some point? Uh, most teams. I mean, really now, the only division that hasn't been hit by is the West, really. They've kind of just been grooving along. Yeah. A couple players in there. The thing is, I don't understand this part. How is only, not only, as a precursor, only is <laughs> trying to explain this, but... How is not every single person on the Canucks active roster in COVID protocol? Yeah. It's like, oh, you know, there's 17 out of the 20 guys on, on, on protocol. It's like, you have like at least 15 three, positive tests in the players. Like, how you is got three Roman streets? How, yeah. How is three guys like going to hit, uh, hit a restaurant? You know, it's like, <laughs> there's a nice patio. Dad, downtown like, guys want to go grab some beers. Just <laughs> like, drinking his water. <laughs> Shake it. It's like, he's going to be the next one. <laughs> like, how is What's it? What's wrong, Pedersen? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Uh, yeah, it's just no. It just says like seventeen of the twenty-two players on the Canucks active roster are now on the protocol list. It's like, how is there five guys like apparently clean? Like they they don't yeah. have they didn't have any close contact with anybody. Ugh. Active roster being like healthy scratches. Yeah, so basically everybody non-taxi. That could be it. Maybe they had like five guys sitting but in the press box when they're they ex- still practicing, though, right? Like, I guess I don't know. Who knows? It, it's not like those guys are like never around them. It's like, oh, you're yeah. a, you're a fucking bum, dude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> stay out of my face. I'm scoring goals. <laughs> like, yeah. Don't yeah. talk to me. Grab me the tape. Grab me some sock tape. <laughs> the the best French. <laughs> yeah, grab, tie my skates. Yeah. It's like um, I'm actually like your seventh defenseman. Oh, sorry. I thought like you were equipment assistant or something like that. <laughs> Never seen you on the ice, so I didn't know. <laughs> there's a there's a there's a health bomb just like standing by the door, and they just like come off for intermission and chuck them the gloves, like yeah. <laughs> warm up, <laughs> get them dry. It's like uh, okay. Uh, fuck. But yeah, man. Fucking shitty situation, especially with that uh, the. P one, I think the the Brazilian thing just it's just causing. Apparently, some guys are just like bedridden and stuff. There's a lot of different reports coming out, but it yeah. does not seem from this, like from these cases. Yeah, it does not oh, seem like geez. some guys who just have it and are just sitting at home waiting for it to end. It is Take guys dealing with shit right now, going <clears throat> going through some stuff. Well, I guess we'll see how they come back and when they come back. It's awful to hear. Yeah, hopefully, and man, if this spreads, hopefully not. 
yeah, hopefully they all get back rather rather soon and no, definitely no like long term symptoms or anything that come out of it because you'd hate to see that because obviously players' health comes first before the game of hockey, but it's just it just sucks to see. And I mean, this is the risk that everybody knew was being yeah taken upon. But it's not just, like it's not like a thing it happen like this. Though. Exactly, it's not like a thing that hockey players kind of just deal with when playing hockey. It's like oh, there's like risk of like concussions, but like you're getting five million dollars a year with that knowing of that risk. You didn't play hockey in junior to be like you know what I'm gonna make a bunch of money, but like hopefully I don't have to deal with this global pandemic. <laughs> you we know? did. <laughs> like, we did sort of see players be lost in this capacity season, didn't we? Or no. Like, weren't they losing, like, sometimes, like, an insane number of, Sorry, of positive I, tests at a time? I lost you there. Excuse me? Oh. You got me now? Yeah. Okay, I was saying, am, I, am I wrong, or didn't the NFL have a have like a high number of um, of COVID cases on, like, on specific teams, like, more than once? Didn't they have to deal with this problem as well? Because, like, obviously, they had teams that came back from it. I'm just trying to think of how hard it would be to come back when it's in this capacity when, on one team. Yeah, man, it's going to be tough. The NFL did. They didn't have the nice thing with the NFL is anything happens, they play like one game a week. A week, yeah. Right. Sure so it's just like, oh, we'll just move a couple games around and yeah, we'll be fine. They a had a pretty, they had a, yeah, they, they had a pretty decent sized problem at the beginning of the year. Kind of got their shit figured out by like halfway point. So they had a lot of different games moved around in the in the last few weeks of the season, and then everything picked up and they were they were seem to be fine. But the thing with like playing hockey games four games a week it's just like how much more can you compact and how much longer are you going to extend the season at the end yeah to to get it all all fair and stuff yeah they they very quickly especially if this this happens to be a little bit of a longer setback with the canucks run out of time at the end of the season based on what they're thinking for next year and what the playoffs look like and blah, 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 blah. So, uh, yeah, it's probably pretty stressful times for the NHL. Definitely, for sure. Um, speaking about pro, uh, COVID protocols, Mike, you, you mentioned this to me yesterday. We were talking about it. Uh, Rick Bonus was pulled oh, yeah. from the Dallas bench on COVID protocol in the second period. Yeah. Like halfway through the game. Like what? Yeah, I don't know. Wouldn't they just it. like if he's on COVID protocol? Would then not everybody that he's in contact with also like be on watch? So you think, right? And but... if he's on the bench, then he's in contact with the entire team. Like, yeah. I don't, I just it don't makes understand. Makes no sense. No. Nope. Yeah, it really doesn't. Man, going back to the Canucks thing, I just wanted to bring up uh, a little bit of a little bit of love for Eddie Lack because he just like destroyed a Toronto writer or Toronto's person. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I don't know. I think he works at like Sportsnet or he got fired from Sportsnet. Damien Cox. I think you probably know who that is. Oh yeah. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Um, Canucks writer for Sportsnet, Ian McIntyre, like put out how the Canucks want to play the full 56 games. But I mean, if they have to, it's not a big deal. It obviously hurts for like revenues and stuff. They have to figure that out, but they play four against Ottawa in the end of April, which basically mean nothing. Like they could probably just cancel those games or whatever. Yeah. And then like typical Toronto media and 
East Coast media. It was like, hey, well, how does this affect Toronto? Not like, hey, let's like, you know, feel bad for the Canucks here. And yeah. he said the, the question then becomes, are you handicapping those playoff bound teams by forcing forcing them to play against the Vancouver team that's more rested than it otherwise would be? This is a complex problem. And then Eddie Lack just comes in. He's like rested. <laughs> I can't tell you haven't had COVID yet. I'm in great shape. And I was so tired for about a month after. Then mix in those guys who haven't skated for a month. And man, like what a fucking take just to. Yeah, what a loser. Like, how, do, how does Toronto deal with this when they're playing against Vancouver? It's like, come on. And then he he tries to come back, and he replies, like, you don't know how many players actually had COVID. You don't know how many guys are actually sick with serious symptoms. You don't know when they're going to be asked to return to play. You don't know how many practice days they're going to have before they're asked to play a game, which is dumbed down on a dumb take. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie Lack, all caps, neither do you. <laughs> <laughs> like all of that <laughs> and, yeah, and he, pers- he finishes that with he says neither do you and then he finishes it with I get you get paid for stupid takes but this takes the prize <laughs> uh, what we do know is that part of the team is sick enough to get home IV treatment um, that should be enough not to write this tweet yeah and, agreed uh, yeah I mean he faced a lot of shit for that those tweets Damian Cox did and a lot of them is like oh let's just like a lot of things like that, trying to figure out how this affects Toronto and stuff. And he's like, I yeah. didn't say that. And it's like, um, kind of did. Yeah. Anyways, just wanted to bring that up because. No, good one. There's some foolish mm-hmm. Toronto people. And they're. A couple out there. Foolish. That's <laughs> 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 all I can really say. There's a lot of good ones, but the homers, they're funny. Can't be taken seriously. Like, uh, yeah. You see all yeah, that hype about Zach Hyman should make the the Canadian Olympic team because he plays so well with Mitch Marner. Yeah. No, I and, did not. Yeah, and it's like, are you are you kidding me? Like, they're they're referencing it to like Chris Kunitz making the Canadian team to play with Sidney Crosby. And it's like, well, yeah, but Chris Kunitz was good. Chris Kunitz was pretty good, and I mean. In the sense of that they need them to be there is a joke. Like, you think that Sidney Crosby needs Chris Kunitz to be good? Or, or is Mitch he just Meyer like... needs Bron- Zach Hyman? Yeah. And then, obviously, the Crosby thing was kind of rebuttaled when he was on a line with Bergeron and Marshawn, and, and they were yeah, like, unreal. But the thing is, like, with Kunitz and, and Crosby, Crosby was their best player. Like, that, there's no doubt about it. So if you want to just, like, keep Crosby in his in his in his bubble, essentially. Yeah. Sure, we'll bring Kunitz. Whatever, that's fine. Crosby's your best player. Mitch Marner is not Canada's best player. Yeah, you know? true. There was a lot of, or at least like one great tweet. It was like, I would much rather not have Marner, like just cut Marner, than have to take <laughs> Zach Hyman. On the team Canada, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Holy fuck, dude. Yeah, their third line is like, is this, like at this point, Bergeron, Stamkos, fucking Braden Point. Wow. It's the third line. Where's Zach Hyman going to play? Yeah, and it's like Mitch Marner, what? Third line, fourth line winger? Like, he's a great yeah. player. But, like, there's a lot of guys I'd take. Especially on a Team Canada, there's a lot of guys I'd take. Team Canada's yeah. a different story. That's a different exactly. beast every time, man. Yeah. The uh, the second one, I'm just trying to find it right now because there was another classic Toronto take today. <laughs> um, fuck, what was it? Oh, it was how the uh, the Leafs had turned around Alex Gauchanyuk's so, like life basically. 
he's got one goal in his nine games. Yeah. Nice. Have the Congrats. Have the Leafs rebuilt Alex Gautjaniak, James Myrtle. Did they, how the Leafs did or no, how? did they? I think I was like, was how, how the Leafs rebuilt how? <laughs> Alex Gautjaniak. And the title was Alex Gautjaniak was broken. The Maple Leafs hoped to build him back up. And I was like, okay. And he's a top three pick. Yeah. You haven't built him back to anything. He scored one goal in nine games on yeah. the third line. Like he's had some good like numbers, like and like on the like enhanced stats and stuff. The analytics, like, but like, come on. Yeah, I feel like he fits really well with Toronto because he doesn't have to be the flashy scorer. He can be the like go in the corners and get the puck guy. Yeah, and he's he's, a, he's good at that. He's a bulldog. But, yeah. There's a lot of tweet, there was a lot of comments like isn't this the, the the same people that thought Zach Hyman was an Olympian on Canada uh, like last week and I was like oh yeah God, we're back. Zach Hoser's big three let's do it. All right yeah let's go jump into it. Hoser's big three it is. You All right go first. Yes. Uh, yeah go for it man. Okay. <laughs> I had this guy pegged on like Wednesday or Thursday. I was just oh, hoping okay. he I was just hoping he was gonna have a decent week so I could pick him because I wanted to pick him for one reason. Okay. Uh, my pick is Cam Talbot. Nice. He two massive saves in two, one game. Yeah, two back-to-back saves in three seconds, both on Keegan Coles are on the on Vegas, and I was like, you know what, that that deserves a pick right there. And then he he showed out this week uh, well enough, anyways. So um, yeah, Cam Talbot. I think he was two zero and one this week with a one ninety goals against and a nine forty two save percentage. Kind of trying to keep Minnesota afloat this week and. Yeah. yeah, those two saves are basically the reason why I took him, but his numbers backed him up, so I could take him because those yeah. saves were crazy. And especially if it's on the yeah. same guy, I couldn't imagine being that dude. Oh, it'd be so frustrating. <laughs> it would be As Talbot, you'd feel amazing though. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'd imagine how buzzing you are after that. Yeah, so fired up. I'll tell I you what, go next. Sure, I'm. Uh, for the first time ever, we're gonna have two goalies picked in Hoser's Ooh. big three, but I'm gonna go with. Uh, everybody's favorite San Jose Shark, Mr. Martin Jones. Yeah. Uh, 4-0-0 oh, oh this week, so he uh, did pretty well in the wins category. Okay. Uh, 9-4-2 save percentage and a 1-7-1 goals against. Uh, numbers that are not familiar to him, yeah. but that's all right. Good for him. I'm, I'm happy to praise him when he puts them up. So, even grabbed a shout-out this week, I think. He did. Hell yeah. Fucking right. They're uh, they're they're slowly climbing back. Yeah, they're they're gonna fight for that spot. It looks like if they can win like a couple more, can stay on pace. Yeah, what are they fighting with? Uh, Yotes and the Blues. And Blues, that's right. Blues <laughs> are on a uh, seven-game losing streak, right? Yep. They just lost tonight. To the lost bad tonight. Yeah. Anyway, Ty, who you got? Any who is it? Yeah. So my my big three pick is gonna be Brad Marchand, the Rat from the Boston Bruins. Yeah, I just I love when he does well because I I don't know I just always like this guy. He's a rookie, but uh, three games played, five goals, two assists. That's seven points. He's a plus three this week. Uh, I'm picking Brad Marchand. Always love his game and he shined this week. Love it. Good stuff. Yeah. Great stuff. He'll lick your face, but he'll also put the puck in the net. So. Oh yeah. So foot you lick your face. What can you do? Yeah. (laughs) Can't do it now. COVID. Do you imagine? Did, you should do did, it anyway, just to, just to fire up the press. 
Man, okay. Can you gotta... imagine the Kamehameha you'd get from the media if he did that now? <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, how long can Peter Morazic stand, like, how well he's playing right now? Because he just got back from injury. He only played a couple of games to start the season. Um, he just came back against Dallas yesterday. Uh, but he's 3-1 and one this year with a .74 goals against and a 968 save percentage. Wow. And he shut him out yesterday. Uh, and he's already got three shutouts this year. Who's sorry? Peter Mrazek. Oh, my God. He has really only given up goals in one of the games he's played. He gave up three goals to Detroit uh, on January 16th. And in the other, what was that, 60 minutes? So in the other 180 minutes, he hasn't given up a single goal. Just shuddy after shuddy. Dude. His only other game played, he played Dallas for two and a half minutes, and that's when he got injured. Obviously, right. he didn't even face a shot in that game. So, you take away that one that one bad game, he hasn't let in a goal. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if he can yeah. keep playing, Carolina is dirty. If he can, if he Dynamite. can play like, if he can play top ten goaltending, like that's all Carolina needs. Agreed. Dude, when I look when I look at the the top three teams in this division, Panthers, Lightning, and Hurricanes, like it's so excited for the playoffs, man. Like, oh my god, it's gonna be fucking sweet. Yeah, those those teams are so just like slobber knockers. Every dim now, like the top couples. <laughs> Holy fuck! What? They're slobber knocker teams. Slobber knocker. Yeah, just like a, they're big, they're heavy hitters, buddy. They're heavy hitters. Uh, I love it. That's funny. You know what's gonna uh, happen is like Tampa's gonna win the division, and they're gonna lose to like Nashville in the first round, and we're gonna get like Nashville, Florida in the second round. It's like, oh, what yeah. could have been? You know, probably. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. Just as long she, as the division winner wins their first round, we're getting a great second. It's round. so exciting to yeah. see the Panthers do so well, and even oh, the Canes. Yeah. Like to see them do so well, and to be right up there with the Lightning is just such an achievement in itself. So yeah, it's exciting. Fuck. Florida's in first right now. They are. Yeah. Yeah. That, could you yeah. imagine Florida Nashville first round, Tampa Carolina first round? Oh. Yeah, that's what oh. I mean, dude. Think playoffs right now. It's fucking so sick. Yeah. That's what I mean. Every game is like must watch. Yep. They're all slobber knuckles. Or whatever. <laughs> Slo- slobber knockers. Slobber I, knockers. I said it right. <laughs> oh, funny. Ty, just a heads up, buddy. Uh, Flames tied the game. Huge. It is 2 2. Not that it's going to help them move into a playoff spot this time, but it might. They're. Oh, it's just good, enough, just good enough to beat, beat Toronto. I don't think we're worried about the playoffs this year. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so coming into today, the projected points were Carolina 76, Tampa and Florida both at 74.6. Yeah. And then Nashville and Dallas within a point each. And Chicago kind of tailing off a little bit. Yeah. It's unfortunate, but kind of saw it coming, I think, a little bit. I feel like I saw it coming all year until they got dark back, and I was like, maybe they have a chance. <laughs> now <they're fine. laughs> as soon as Ty says otherwise. Well, come on. Like, nothing that happened to them all year indicated they should have been doing any good. Yeah. And all of a sudden, they're just playing like shit. Right when they get Kirby Doc. Yeah. yeah. So happens. Things kind of just fall off a little bit. No, yeah, fair enough. It's just, I just, yeah, so shocking. Oh, last thing I want to kind of touch on March Madness just, just ended, like, literally right now. Uh, congrats to Baylor. They upset Gonzaga in the final, but kind of what I want to talk about the the crazy ending and the crazy last, basically last half of Gonzaga USC, UCLA 
UCLA, yeah. like like a big, big Cinderella team, like an 11 seed, get to the Final Four for I think like the fourth or fifth time ever. I think, um, going against the consensus number one team, Gonzaga. They've never Gonzaga hasn't hasn't lost all season until this final game. They're looking to be the first team since I think like the 60s or the 80s, something like that, to go undefeated all year, including March Madness. Well, yeah, just just nuts. But man, UCLA puts up an absolute fight. And they got to basically the last half of the second half, just within like three points the entire entire game. Wow. And then they go to overtime, crazy, and they fall behind about I think like five or six points in overtime, which in a five minute overtime in basketball usually means they're they're toast. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. With like fouls and stuff, you got to get a lot right to go to come back. And they they manage to come back. They score. The guy shoots with like four seconds left, misses, gets his own rebound, and buries it with three seconds left, and everybody's going freaking out. And then Gonzaga chucks it in. Freshman goes up and basically nails a shot from the logo and sends him to the final. It was one of the best basketball games I've ever watched. And yeah, that shot was a crazy wicked. ending. No, wicked ending, man. Yeah, that was it was viral fast and it was quite a finish. I just saw the highlight, but fucking wicked. So funny seeing all the reaction videos. Everyone like who bet on it and like who was cheering one way or the other, like all the reactions. So funny. Everybody like freaking out, like looking away from the TV. Cause they're all like, or like UCLA celebrating, fans and stuff. Yeah. They're celebrating. And then they look back and they're just fucking shocking. The, the jaw yeah. just hits the ground. Oh yeah. That was funny. Let's double check. Anything else that we missed this week? <laughs> fucking probably. Probably. We'll find out in 10 minutes when we yeah. hang up basically. As soon as we're done. Yeah. Be like, fuck. Playing in bed, staring at the ceiling. Shit, we forgot this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Peel was a funny one. Yeah, yeah that was like, oh, are you kidding? <laughs> yeah, we can't be that bad this week, geez. But, uh, yeah, next week, guys, get excited. It's it's going to be trade deadline week. Like, so fuck, exciting. I'm Suck I'm... me sideways, as Dumb and Dumber would say. So nice. That's gonna, it's going to be good. Okay. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> uh, oh, Toronto, hard on that note. I'm hard off all day, note. so. I'll be watching. Yeah, I will be too. I'm busy at lunch. Right at the good time. Right at the good time. I was going to say, during the deadline. <laughs> so I'll see you before and or after. Yeti. Awesome. Well, yeah, looking forward to that, boys. Trade deadline next week coming at you. Episode 17. Hell of an episode. Yeah, Jesus Christ. I'm about to throw my computer out the window, but it's <laughs> fine. Yeah, we got to disconnect a couple of times, but we got through it, soldiered yeah. through. Yeah. We made it. We made it. He kept entering it and leaving COVID protocol. So <laughs> we made through it. <laughs> Fuck. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next yeah. week for Trade Deadline Show. It should be hopefully a long one, unless it's a quiet day. And Yeah, and then we just kind of sit there with come, crickets. <laughs> yeah, we just sit here like, okay. We'll, Break down the two trades that happened and then move on. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, would assume, I would assume Taylor Hall gets moved, and I would assume like, one other player gets moved. But Yeah. Apparently he started like they're thinking about like keeping him out of games now for trades. So yeah, and Kyle Paul, Paul Mary too was held out of yeah last night's game. So be a good one. Should be good. We'll uh, we'll catch you next week. We might go live or something like that during the afternoon or something. We'll see. Yeah, yeah who knows, fun. man? Who knows? Could see be some slobber knocker trades. You just never Could know. Be. <laughs> All right, right awesome. On, fellas. See you, boys. Till next Jesus. week, closers. Go bolts. <laughs>